J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z A-B-C Oh, it doesn't matter how you spell jabroni Jabroni, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's all right. Total jabroni, and we got another groove tonight. Total jabroni, yeah, you know we gonna do it right. Maybe someday we'll be a I'm good. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Oh, I guess I will. Three jabronis, three, three jabronis. This will be a new theme song. Three jabronis, three, three jabronis. Not one, <laughs> not two, but three jabronis. Oh, boy. I love oh, it. We, we're live? We're yeah, live. yeah, we're live. We're, we're live, pal. Oh, shit. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to episode nine of the Three Jabronis Wrestling Podcast. This is Derek, the straight edge sex symbol in your brown meat baby face. And I am joined by, as always, Tim the Bearded Dragon. Like what the hell am I? I'm nothing. Your <laughs> special guest, the the big Jad, Jad booty daddy. Oh yeah, Damn. yeah, the big daddy booty daddy. All right, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> or the Jad guy. The Jad guy. The famous Jad. He's big Jaddy cool. Big Jaddy booty daddy. Big Jaddy cool. Big bad Judy daddy. Whatever. Whatever. The celebrity. Yeah, baby. He's a celebrity. Yeah, and he's. Save your dragon beard, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's a good celebrity shot today. I like to think I have a. I, I like to think I have a voice for radio. Yeah, you got a face you know for it too. That, 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 you do have the voice. That voice. I have a face. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. I have a face. I have a face for radio. You have the abs for radio. Yeah. yeah. You're. I'm honestly. I'm just waiting for you to like start posting ab oil videos like Finn Balor. <laughs> I can't keep up with Finn. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. What's uh, up, fellas? We got any plugs? Anything we want to throw plugs? out there? They got uh, Follow us on Twitter. Derek, what's our Twitter handle? That's a good question. Yeah, it is. At three jabronis. Actually, I don't three, think that's three actually. jabronis. Three jabronis. Three, three jabronis. Uh, not one, not two, but three jabronis. We're on that Instagram thing. Uh, Twitter, it's at the number three jabronis. Make sure to follow that. We're on the book of faces too, right? Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> that's my domain. The that's the one that. I, that's the. That's the one where I'm the only one that posts anything. I that's try my, to. That's my jam. And usually by posting anything, I just like need an excuse to uh, post something in the secret jabroni society. Shh, it's a secret. But I'm like, secret. oh, this is wrestling related. This gives me an excuse to share something as the Three Jabronis <laughs> podcast. Yes. So, um, uh, on Instagram, we are at three spelt out, three jabronis pod. I hope somebody doesn't know how to spell three, and they can't find us. Mm, that would be terrible. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? T-H-R-E-E, people. That's how you three. spell three. Jabronis, it's J-A-B-R-O-N-I. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Um, any uh, big news? Any news this week? Um, well, I figured, well, first off, I think we should uh, give a little introduction to our, our third jabroni for the week. Yes, finally, my favorite part, the celebrity part. Celebrity part, Mr. Jad. You know, we, we had him on previously, but we didn't really go, go over much as far as Jad's concerned. So, you know. Tell, My tell introduction the... last time was something about Tim not knowing who I was. Tim's wife, like, making some wisecrack, which I thought, by the way, was the best introduction ever. Well, you can, because you know Elvis Duran. True, I do. You guys oh, are home. God, he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was. Oh. And Ryan I Seacrest. I know, you know Ryan Seacrest. Best friends. Yeah, I've heard him say your name. He does. So, so did Elvis. They, they st- Elvis still does. Yeah, they're, they're the homies. But yeah, tell the people how you got into wrestling. Uh, my dad was a huge hardcore fan when I was growing up, so I remember like sitting down. I like that. The first memory I have of watching wrestling was I don't know. It was World Championship Wrestling, not like the WCW, like late '80s, early '90s stuff. This was like mid to late '80s, I think, when they used to have. The interviews, like, on the stage, Tony Schiavone was young AF, as the kids say. And all I remember is the most random first memory is Flair post-match having an interview. I was sitting down on the couch with my dad watching. My mom walks in. She looks at us, looks at the screen, looks at us. And for whatever reason, it looked like Flair either had or he actually did shit his tights. And my mom looks. She looks at us. She's like... Did he poop himself? And that's my first memory of wrestling. Thank you. That's incredible. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I don't... Purple tights. I, he had purple tights on. I don't know why I know that. So maybe he, mm. he wasn't saying woo all the time. He was saying poo. It's possible God. to start. That's terrible. Yeah, that, that, that might be the worst worst joke yet on here. <laughs> that was... With a streak in my trunks. Are you sure you're not a, you sure you're not a dad? Because you tell the greatest dad jokes. Ever. The shittiest day yeah. of my life. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's, shit. That's cool. Yeah, but that's it. Then I just watched it ever since. I kind of dropped out in college a little bit because we didn't get the channels. And then nobody else I really knew to start out was a big wrestling fan until like midway through my freshman year. My One of my best friends now, my college roommate, ended up being a huge wrestling fan. So kind of got me back into it. But it was cool. What was your what's what's your like favorite era? We kind of had this discussion earlier in the podcast. Today. It's a it's a mix. I really I know it was like the goofy like character era. I dug like the early '90s just because I think I like I remember just being a kid and being so in awe of everything, and it was before like I became a smart, you know. So I was just like innocent is it real is it not this is awesome um or innocent. As, like, i don't know how to say this part but i guess as like somewhat knowledgeable or at least having an idea that it was scripted at one point when i was a teenager hands down the attitude era by far my favorite yeah i think that's pretty common god damn it, it is everybody's favorite Although I got Russ, beef with I got beef with the Attitude Era. I got mad beef. Ru- Russ kind of brought it up in the one of the earlier podcasts, but 
the Ruthless Aggression era doesn't get enough credit. That was also a really good era. I agree. That was good. That was when I just started kind of coming back into it. So, like, the roster was better in the Ruthless Aggression area for my money. Well, then they had the SmackDown 6 around that time, too. So, I mean, that exactly. was yeah. SmackDown just lights out. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what's your favorite match of all time? Ooh. I gotta go with. You know, I've always been a huge fan of, um, and I don't know why, but I've always been a huge fan of Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart at SummerSlam 91 or 92? 91. You know what? It's a tie between 91 and then 92, Bret versus Bulldog, because that match was awesome. Just, And I think a lot of it was because of the crowd, the anticipation. Now I'm thinking back in the day. If we're talking current day, I got to... It's tough because there's been a lot of good ones. Are we talking in WWE or overall? Overall. That two out of three falls match with Omega and Okada was, um, God, that. And I think I had mentioned it too, uh, like in a group chat before or on a message board. I, like, I'm not hardcore. I don't get to watch Ring of Honor or New Japan as much as I'd like to. I haven't gotten the subscriptions. I don't know what's stopping me. But I can sit down for a three or now four-hour WWE pay-per-view. And I don't know, man. Like, I'll kind of just half-watch the whole thing sometimes. Just And I'll miss some stuff. But it's just, like, it doesn't draw me in a lot. But right. the five-and-a-half-hour Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> I ended up finding a stream. Start to finish, I didn't look away from my laptop. So it's just, I, yeah, but that, I mean, that match was unreal. You know, I, I actually, I think the uh, the Okada and Marty Skrull match, too, from All In. That, that was I a mean, great match. One of the better ones I've seen, too. It was a great match. Nice. Good choices. I, I definitely appreciate the uh, Bret Hart perfect match. Mm. I, uh... <clears throat> Somebody asked me recently what my top five was. That wasn't in it, but like that was one that immediately came to mind when I was thinking of my favorite matches. I was like, that's it's up there for sure. That's one of my earliest memories of being a fan, too, was that match. So, Me too. That and I think WrestleMania 8. Those are like the first two pay-per-views I remember as a kid. And well, I guess the last, I don't know if this is the last question, but favorite wrestler of all time? Um... All time and current. I was always a big Bret Hart fan. Clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I got to go Bret Hart. And current, current's so tough. Current is so tough because there's so many, even even in WWE, outside of WWE, it's tough. I got to say, I feel like it's going to be so basic, but Kenny Omega, I mean, he's just, can the dude have a bad match lately, ever? Apparently not. I was not. big on Sting, too. Bret Hart and Sting were like my two as a kid. You just like the sharpshooter. I think I do. <laughs> Owen Hart, your third favorite? <clears throat> yep. And Natalia? Because he wasn't a nugget. He was a black heart, damn it, the sole survivor. Woo! Idiot. He <laughs> was, uh, he was a pretty good high flyer, right? Yeah, some high energy. 
Uh, 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 <laughs> you see uh, what I did? <laughs> too soon. Because he was a high flyer, also. But <clears throat> it's too soon. I'm sorry. Somebody's got to be a heel around here. True. That's fair. We got to boo somebody. <clears throat> Fuck. Well, that's, a, that's some good info. Uh, if, if you listeners want to know know more about what Jad's favorites are, follow Matt Jad on the radio. J-A-double-D, like my boobs. Hey. Oh, use a big bad Jad voodoo daddy. What was it? What was it? <laughs> voodoo daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish somehow Papa Sango worked with my name. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and figure something out. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Did we get into news? We did. No, we skipped. We went to Jad. Okay. Uh, All right. So any, new, any news? Um, Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> uh, I saw that it's being dis- or discussed. We, well, we talked last week about Shawn Michaels is probably coming back. Uh, rumblings this week that I saw is that uh, the Saints, if he does come back, it will be more than one match, which I'm okay with. If he's coming back for more than... If he is coming back, it better be more than just a fucking tag match with <laughs> the old Brothers of Destruction. <laughs> the Brothers of Destruction. I'm so on the fence about a Shawn Michaels return because I love the fact that he's honored like his retirement because when you think about anybody else who's done it Hogan Flair Mick Foley unless somebody's been injured and had to retire like Paige or whatever I mean nobody's legitimately stuck to a retirement yeah but nobody nobody has stayed retired until the person that retired them said yeah you step out and let's do this that's also a good point let's dance pussy dick yeah I don't (laughs) I don't hate it at all I'm psyched for it there's just that part of me that's like, I wish he would honor it, but I mean, I get it. Like, take her saying, come on out, let's do it again. So, I mean, I I love Shawn Michaels, so I'm I'm down with it. He's going to look so bad. Boat. It's going to be so I'm, bad. It's Probably. It's going to be so I, I bad. I'm 100% in the same boat, because he's my favorite wrestler of all time. So it'd be kind of hypocritical for me to be like, I don't ever want to see Shawn Michaels wrestle. But at the same time, like you said, I really appreciated the fact that he stayed retired that whole time and now I want to see him le- wrestle less because I don't is are people really clamoring to see short hair Shawn Michaels I mean people aren't clamoring to see any Shawn Michaels nobody wants wonky eye in the ring as soon as the eye went wonky that was it he was done <laughs> <laughs> that's it you know, nobody. stare down and his He's gonna be. To he's gonna come out of this double wonk, and it ain't gonna be good. Gonna, it's not gonna, gonna be, be good. staring down Undertaker and Kane at the same time. It's not good. This is gonna be so bad. I I love '90s Shawn Michaels, and I liked it when he returned, but it was still I don't know. It was just a different landscape. Um, I I I don't. I can't get behind this. This is gonna be bad. It's gonna be I so can't, bad. I can't. I don't think it's gonna be bad. Like, cause I don't think he would come back if he thought it would be bad. I feel like he'll. Depends on how much money he needs. Looks like he's in good shape, but no. Oh, like when he I, came out, was it thirty-two, with Austin and McFoley? He looked in fucking incredible. He yeah. looked in better shape than he did when he retired. 
And now that he's been hanging around the performance center, I'm sure he's been like getting some work in. He's in the Marine Six. Yeah, he is. So <laughs> maybe that's why he's coming back. Yeah, maybe. probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh my God, they would do that too. They fucking would. Oh God. According to Cena, according to Cena, that's why The Rock came back originally was to promote his Twitter account. So that could be why. Mm. I totally forgot that Ted DiBiase Jr. was the second Marine. Yeah, isn't that oh, something? Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. I completely forgot Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr. was a thing. Yeah. He runs a yeah. camp now or something, right? Oh, a what? A Jesus camp? I think so. Yeah, because his dad, Ted DiBiase, is a big, he's a pastor and like big Christian Bible-thumping type of, type of thing. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, speaking about Ted DiBiase, there's some advertisements coming out of Australia, mate. That was terrible. Um, yeah, that Stone Cold that, Steve that Austin. Good eye, <laughs> mate. Welcome to Australia, mate. It's Aussie. I'm Thor. I don't know. Um, so that <laughs> there's advertisements coming out that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be the special guest referee for this uh, last time ever. The Goosebumps are back. Fake news. How do you know it's fake news? Did you not see the advertisement? It's legit. It was yeah. on the internet, dude. It was on Twitter, bro. It's real. Did you not see my head on top of the rock's shoulders multiple times? It doesn't... <laughs> hey, I got a Can picture. Did you not see my head on Scott Steiner's shoulders? I look like that with my shirt off. I got a picture with Tom Brady holding up the uh, Super Bowl right after the Super Bowl. It was great. Oh, yeah. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we th this is fake. You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. Because I don't think they would wait this long to promote that. The show's what? Next Saturday? No, is yeah, it really? Yeah. It's yeah. on a fucking yeah. Saturday? Yeah. Oh, God. They, they wouldn't wait this long to promote Stone Cold Steve Austin. Plus, is Stone Cold really going to fucking go to Australia for that? Why not? Oh, he doesn't even... He doesn't leave the Broken Skull Ranch. Hey... He goes to L.A. quite my, often. Get my pickup truck. Put on some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. All right, so I guess this is fake. Fake yeah, news. Pretty... Breaking. I saw that, and I was like, what? But no. It's, it seems uh, not legit. Um, all right, I got a question for you guys. It's kind of in the news because we're dealing with a lot of injuries uh, in the women's division overall. Yeah, they're dropping like squirrels. And there is yeah. a big <laughs> women's like pay-per-view. Wait, it's the first ever women's pay-per-view is coming up. Uh, and there's a lot of injuries. That's uh, a month away, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got some concussions. We got uh, Sasha's out. What's Sasha's injury? Undisclosed. Oh shit! That ain't good. Said. So I, yeah, I don't that's know. not good at all. Hopefully, it's not too serious, but it was serious enough for her not to wrestle last this past week. Done the Mic Mac challenge. Yeah, I love that <laughs> Mic Mac challenge. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Is it any word on her? Uh, all I heard, the last I heard, was that she just had numbness in her arm. There's, I haven't heard why or how long that they think she'll be out. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. There's no good day, huh? 
They're not really focused. They're not really too focused on evolution right now. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. They're not focused on it at all. Are they just gonna like the final week or two just give a big old push for it? Well, they're probably gonna wait for the other eighteen things that they're promoting to wrap up. All right, what do they got going on right now? They got Super Showdown, which is when next 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 Saturday. Next Saturday. What's right after that? Well, after, right after that, I is... think like three weeks after that. What is? Evolution. Evolution. All right, and then and what then is? Crown Jewel. And then Crown Jewel, and then what is the actual next like pay per view? Survivor Series, right? Survivor Series after that, yeah. Damn, that's a lot going on. Yeah, not to mention they're promoting still 205 Live, NXT, Mick, May Young Classic, uh, Mick Mac Challenge. It's a lot going on. Yeah, damn. That's cluttered as hell, man. That's so much. No, and I've watched all of it. Yeah, that's sad, man. <laughs> yeah, what the? <laughs> fuck me, right? <laughs> Just doing my job. Yeah, that's true. Doing my duties of being a fucking wrestling fan. Mm. He is dedicated to this podcast, like Kevin is. Owens is dedicated to his family. Yeah, oh, God, classy, pure class, classy. Um, um, speaking of the women, uh, there's even more and more rumblings that this week that there will be women's tag team championship. Just randomly sprung up at Evolution? Um, well, I mean, it could be any time between then, but there was uh, one of the guys who, like, I don't know if he personally makes the belts for WWE, but he kind of spilled the beans that they are, are working on tag titles. I do like the point you tweeted the other day mm. when you were, uh, I think you were live tweeting SmackDown. Pluggity plug plug, go ahead, buddy. Ah, yeah, yeah. Anybody's listening, follow uh, at wrestling or wrestling news source at, at WN source because your boy uh, will be live tweeting every Tuesday night for SmackDown Live. So make sure to follow that and like and retweet everything so I look good. And during your last tweet session, I noticed you were like, hey, there's an awful lot of women's tag team matches lately. I hope this means what I think it means. And I do, too. I think that'd be cool. I feel like the roster on the women's side is is probably the deepest it's ever been, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the guys I follow on Twitter, he's kind of a – an inside source. He's had a lot of stories that he's broke that have been accurate. And he was saying that he's been hearing that uh, they there will be a, a tag division that will spread throughout Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So damn. I hope so because them them ladies need something else to do because only so many people can go for the. Raw or SmackDown title. I want a women's television title, where they can I would go each team. Awesome. They can go. They're on. They're like a free agent. Titles defended on either show, type of deal. You know, like a mid card type of title that they need it. There's so much talent there that I'm good with tag team titles and I'm good with a mid card title. I think it'd be good for all of them. So. They need, I'm good yeah, with they need one of both. Jump. Yeah, do both. Fuck it. You know. They need at least one. Like one of those because they need something else to do there's too much like of nothing going on outside of the title picture you know and like yeah and you lose interest 
and it seems like like I was like I said that there's a lot of there've been a lot of tag team matches. They've been they paired Alicia Fox and Mickey James, Oscar and Naomi, obviously the Iconics, Sonya Deville and uh, Mandy Rose. Even on NXT, they've kind of paired uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Dakota Kai, and uh, Lacey Evans and was it uh, Aaliyah? Obviously, and obviously Sasha Banks and Bailey. So like, there's... which they'd be the natural winners. They would be the nat- They'd be the inaugural women's tag team champions for yeah. sure. And and if it's me, I I know it's been rumored the Nikki and Ronda. I'd fucking go with Ronda versus Natty for the Raw title, and I put the Bellas in that Fuck ta- yes. that tag team. Natty you have deserves the versus... that. She does, and the Bellas I think would be better suited in the tag division because I think they do. They would do more for. An inaugural title than they would than Nikki would do for the raw like the raw title. Like they would bring more exposure to the to a new title and make it seem like a big deal because the Bellas want it. Like, you think they give Nikki sense. the title? No, I just uh, mean right. for her going after contending. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like I would I would have the Bellas versus Sasha and Bailey in the, as like the championship match. Like I think that that's, would pro- that's money maker. I I I know. I mean, if and if anybody should be going for the women's tag team titles, like let's be honest, the Bell is probably at the top of that list of the last. Oh, if not the, the ten years, if if not yeah. the top, you know, huh? If not the top of the list, you know, they are number one. They would be. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like that's not saying that they get to put the titles on them. Although, if you have Bellas versus Sasha and Bailey, that is like, oh, well, it could really be either one of these. Whereas if it's like Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics, you're like, yeah, well, it's probably not going to be the Iconics. Yeah. That's a good point. But, you know, that's if, that's if I'm running things. Because Natalia doesn't have a match, right? At Evolution yet? Not yet. Yeah, that would make me more, way more sense. And then you'd have Charlotte versus Becky as the main event. Which it should be. In a would steel you, cage. Would you turn Natty heel? Yes. Or would you just like Rhonda out of respect gives Natty a title shot? Um, I could see them doing that, which would lead to a heel turn for Natty after she loses. Does it have to though? Why can't they just to. why can't they just Rocky and Apollo it? That would almost be like the same thing that they did on SmackDown with Charlotte and Becky. I almost wish it would just be like a, hey, you're my best friend. Like, you were going to come out or, you know, your music played when I did an open challenge. Like, let's do it for real, blah, 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 blah. And then just keep them cool. Yeah, mutual respect type of match. Either way, I just want Natalia. (laughs) I just want that match. It's bound to happen, right? I mean, it's got to happen. I think at some point. They were training partners so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I actually I think I just want the Bellas in the tag much more than I want Natty. <laughs> but mm. well, let's get into want... Monday Night Raw. Because speaking of the Bellas, Brie. Oh, oh yeah. Oh wait, oh, there's, there's one more thing. Breaking oh, news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Not breaking news. Breaking rumor. Breaking rumor. Breaking rumor. Breaking rumor. I had somebody brought brought up to me earlier today, and. I can't even believe this is this is real, but um, apparently, uh, 
I can't even. Saudi Arabia. There's a rumors that Saudi Arabia officials want The Rock to appear next year when they at the April 2019 show as champion, right? As the Universal Champion. Uh. And they said that they the rumors they've offered to give 20 million dollars for his appearance. What? Yeah. Oh. And and uh, this is all rumor obviously, but I'm going to say the officials, WWE officials have discussed Roman versus The Rock for the title at WrestleMania 35, which would bank The Rock $4 million for that match alone. So within two matches, he would make $24 million if this is true. I almost believe it. I, I mean, dude, Saudi Arabia throws around money like yeah. it's fucking nothing. And they are so out of touch that they... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, Remember that, uh... They wanted the ultimate warrior in the greatest Royal Rumble. And Yokozuna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, The Rock. Yeah, he, he, he's... He, we smell he's cooking, right? He's still... He's still... He champion. No. What? <laughs> yeah. Could you fucking... I could, I could totally see that happen. Oh, fuck yeah, they'd make it happen. And they, Even you know what? They, they, would, they would keep Roman face and try to get him over on the rock somehow yeah they'd use the rock to try to get roman over that's yeah again yeah that's nuts yeah somebody sent me that earlier today and part of me was like shocked but the other part was like oh yeah okay i can see that yeah that would make sense fucking people are gonna be the special guest referee that's right i mean i'm telling you Mark my words, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, Rob, three. Yeah. Monday Night Raw. All right. Keep on rolling, baby. Um, yeah, we were talking about Bree Mode. It's now uh, putting people in concussion mode. Oh, man. That was brutal. Brutal. I... I have a lot to say about this. Say it. I just think Bree is getting unfairly dragged through the mud for this because she's a Bella and people don't like her. It was pretty bad, man. That knee to the face. And then her yeah. apology after. Kind of pompous. I mean, when you know she's on she's SmackDown, she's running out there on SmackDown, complete babyface. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they don't cross over anymore. Nobody, if you're on two different, if you're on two different shows, you're two different people. Oh, okay. So what do we got? We got we got Brie mode on Raw and Yes mode on SmackDown. Yes. Oh. You got heel Drake Maverick on Raw and okay. face Drake Maverick face Drake Maverick on uh, 205 Live. Nobody watches and 205 have- Live. You have you have baby you have face Leo Rush on Raw and heel Leo Rush on Two O Five Live. Nobody well. watches. You guys are the only two people in the world that watch Two O Five Live. Um, I don't know. Either way, it it it's uh, not. It was pretty bad. I don't I, think she's an just, unsafe worker per se. I think she's a terrible worker. Uh, I mean, I, she she's a god awful wrestler. Um, but she sells on Total Divas and Total Bellas, and Daniel Bryan loves her, so I, I love her, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, 
It was not I good, would, man. It was gnarly. I would say maybe you're going overboard on the she's a terrible worker because that it was clearly an accident. But I will say. Yeah, I don't think she's a terrible worker. She's terrible. I don't think she's, I don't I, think she's I, great. Yeah, you're going to put an extra Rick there? She's fucking terrible. I, I don't think she's that good, but I just think it doesn't help her argument that she's a good worker or anybody's argument that she's a good or passable worker when this is like the third week in a row or third appearance in a row where she's either has hurt somebody or almost has hurt somebody with like the suicide dives out of the ring. She almost killed herself. I think like her first match back, the first Bella Twins tag team match back a couple weeks back. And then cringeworthy. Oh, what was the other one? Because I feel like I've heard a lot of people say there's like three things, but I only remember the suicide dive in this. And the first suicide dive was not her fault, by the way. That was 100% on Sarah Logan for not being there. The second one was just fucking atrocious. There's no excuse for that. Yeah, that that's more the one I was thinking of. Was yeah. there one on SmackDown? Was I it thought there was something. Was one on one with Maurice? I don't remember anything. I don't either, but I definitely remember people bitching about three things. Yeah, I do too, and yeah. I was like, I don't know what the third is. Who's the third man? I don't know, maybe it's some fucking stupid drop kicks every but, five fucking seconds. That's all she does. <laughs> fucking drop kick. Oh, oh, she's getting up on the top. Oh, drop kick. Oh, she's running. She's diving. Oh, drop kick. It's crazy. Tossing a re mode in there. All right. Oh, this was, oh yeah, drop exactly. kick. This, this is one of those instances where I'm just like, this is why I fucking hate wrestling fans so much. Because there's so many people who are like, oh, it's such a simple spot. How can you mess that up? Oh, really? How many, how many fucking times have you done this spot in your life? How do, do you know how, how simple it is? I've done it five. Like, I can tell you it's not that simple. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's a simple kick, blah, 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 blah. She, do, she can't even be safe, blah, blah, or anything. I'm like, Yo, how many years has fucking Brie been doing these kicks? Three, maybe now. How many times has she injured somebody that we know of? Don't worry, I'll wait. Oh, you said it perfectly with your uh, your comment to something about you know somebody got hurt physically in a physical sport or something like that. You know. Yeah, like right. Not, yeah, like I gotta throw a flag because somebody got yeah physically uh, injured in a physical sport. Like it's not ballet. Shit happens. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think she's a dangerous worker. I just think she's a terrible worker. You can you can think that. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's obviously your prerogative. I don't think like, she's dangerous, but no, and like it, it's it's specifically because she's a Bella. Like people don't like the Bella twins, so if one of their darling, like I said it in the Facebook group, my comment was simply Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Hideo Itami, AJ Styles, all revered among the quote internet wrestling fans Seth Rollins broke John Cena's nose in a a spot similar to Brie Bellows really if you think about it it's just a a simple knee ended Sting's career injured Finn Balor but you know it's Seth Rollins that's cool Samoa Joe ended Tyson Kidd's career on a muscle buster but you know it's Samoa Joe Hideo Tommy recently broke Kendrick, Brian Kendrick's nose real bad on a GTS. And he, re, he before that, broke Austin Aries' orbital bone with a kick. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And AJ 
Styles like two years ago fucking knocked Miz's tooth out on a kick or some some spot like that. So like shit fucking happens. Just because it's not your one of your favorite wrestlers. I, I all I just say is just keep the same energy. Like if it's AJ Styles or Brie Bella, like if it's just it's the same thing. That's all. That's my biggest that, issue with the whole thing. That's a fair point. I think maybe to Tim's point too. There's no way that you can compare Breeze and work skill to any of their in ring in ring work skill. It's I mean they're they run circles around Bree. Nikki runs circles around Bree. But I mean I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean it, it doesn't matter. Like an accident's an accident. Like Absolutely. Oh, like it if matters. She, if she messed up that same spot over and over again, yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, clearly. But one time in how many years that she's been doing it, those kicks, like, if she does it next week and fucks it up, okay, then we can have a conversation. But because she did it once out of the three years she's been doing that spot. But I love Liv Morgan. <laughs> and, like, shut the Liv fuck Morgan up, you not, pussies. Like, the Morgan is not like scotch free in this whole thing either. Like it was a du- it was a dual uh, effort there. She's not that it was just a pro worker either. So no, it was it was clear- to me it was just a clearly mistimed spot. Like absolutely, you know, like she probably just missed time or misjudged how many kicks there was or whatever. Because it was right then when Bree started to speed up the kicks like she always does and like Daniel Bryan always does, and. I just don't think Liv was responding in the same speed as Brie was delivering the kicks. I think Brie mode and got a little out of hand. <laughs> maybe a little bit too, but I, I that that shit, shit that shit annoys the hell out of me. Where it's like you, the wrestling fans have one specific. Like if this was Roman Reigns, holy shit! Oh man, can you imagine? Yeah, it would. Like if Roman Reigns need John Cena in the face and broke his nose. He would be fucking ridiculed for the, the in, his entire life. If it was the same spot as Seth Rollins, it would be this. It would be so much worse if it was Roman Reigns. People would still be talking about it a bit. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, he's such a safe worker. Blah blah blah. Unsafe worker. Blah blah. blah. Eh, fuck off, people. What we Speaking should be of- talking about with that situation is the fact that they actually fucking let Liv Morgan get back in the ring. Right, yeah, and take a suplex. Yeah, I mean, that was all that she did, but still, like, if you don't end the match, you don't let her get back into it. Right, and I think somebody asked, I forget who, somebody asked an opinion of a wrestler. I almost want to say the Hurricane. I don't think it was him, but somebody had said, hey, I want your opinion. Why didn't they stop the match, you know, once they realized she was hurt? And somebody said there were other ladies out there that could have handled it. But the fact that they let her back in and take a suit, like, oh, what if she got dumped on her head again? Like, she'd be done. Yeah, I didn't necessarily have a, ma- a problem with them not ending the match because it was like, yeah, it was a six, it was a six person tag. So you don't really need to end it. But like letting her get back in, not a good look. Well, then not I a thought good it was look. weird, too, like talking about bad timing with the kicks in the first place. Michael Cole says, oh, yeah, Liv Morgan got brought to the back. She's on the medical table. And then they show her, like, you can see her guardrail, like, out of it. Yeah, you can see her legs in the corner. 
Yeah. Well, but, I mean, see, she... at the end of the match, you could see her, like, flat out. Like, you could see her hair, see her just, like, curled up in the corner. And then right after the match, Sarah and uh, Ruby went over to her to check on her. But it was just weird that he would be like, oh, yeah, she's in the medical table on the back. Nah, man, she's still out on the floor. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she got so rocked that she probably thought she was in the back. Yeah, probably. Like, she probably... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that I I laughed out loud at that. I was like, wait. <laughs> I think I tweeted about it. I think I said something. Oh no, I uh, it was in the the rock bench. I think I was like, did Folder say she was in the back, and then the camera just showed her clearly on the floor. I was like, yo, are we backstage? <laughs> Is this GTV? What's happening? GTV, well played. I need to bring that back. Yeah, it should be VTV. Ah, uh, anything else? Good. Velvety. Happen on Raw? I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, whole S.H.I.E.L.D. Dean Ambrose storyline that they were intertwining throughout the show. That was that so w- good. That was, like, that was the most enjoyable thing on Raw in a while for me. Some Story of the best storytelling we've done in a while on Raw. Yeah. I, lo- I loved I – because mean, we all saw it, you know – Everybody mentioned it. Oh, Roman has the Universal. Seth has the Intercontinental. But poor Dean has a vest. And it was, you know, it, it was something that we all kind of knew. But the fact that they addressed it, it, it caught me off guard a little bit. I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then them spinning it to Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, I loved that, too. Because that was our all of our initial thoughts, too. Was as soon as they got together, like, okay, so when is Drew going to... Turn on Dolph. Yeah. So like, I love that they intertwine that as well, and then the, at the end with Dean, you know, in the middle, it, I just I thought it was perfectly done, which is not something I'm, I usually say about Raw. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that he won't turn. Oh, I'm, I I still expect him to. I feel like it's gonna happen at what is it called Super Showdown next week. I I got a feeling. I did like, though, when Drew was talking about, you know, he was talking to Drew, uh, not Drew, Drew is Drew. He was talking to Dean after something about um, Seth going up to him and he said, you know, I figure you either want to split me away from, uh, you either want to create like a massive super shield or some other option, like, you know, push Dean away or something. I would, I would love a super shield like almost the remake of evolution if you think about it with or at least for a quick while seth and dean and roman and um and drew i don't know he said that and i just kind of perked up for a few yeah it caught my interest <laughs> i was like oh oh really okay don't talk talk dirty to me yeah keep going don't stop yeah i i that was the most enjoyable part for Probably of the week for me, honestly. I really enjoyed that whole storytelling. Surprisingly. It was like old school. Like, they had it intertwined throughout the entire show. It wasn't just a one and done. It was right. like they used to do that all the time with the Attitude Ever. Like, Austin and Pillman at Pillman's home. It, yeah. Taker, you know, trying to um, embalm Austin. It, it was awesome old school storytelling. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where they go. Because there's still so many possibilities. Like, Dean could turn. Drew could turn. Neither might turn. I knew I knew Drew, uh, Dean wasn't going to turn then, just because they already have that match uh, advertised for Super Showdown. So obviously right. they weren't going to turn Dean then. But the That's seeds are planted. There. Yeah. That's kind of why I thought they might give them the tag titles at Hell in a Cell, just so they all had the title. But, like, somebody was, I don't know if it was on Twitter or in the Facebook group, but, like, somebody was saying, like, well, wh what do you want Dean to do? Like, lose 100 pounds and, like, go for the Cruiserweight title? Like, what else is he supposed to do? Like, there's only so many titles. Bring back the European title. Bring back the hardcore title. You could be a hardcore oh, champion. Now you're speaking <laughs> Tim's language. Fuck yes. <laughs> Bring something uh, back. It's his dream. I love or like the I said, title. Like I said, the, when he came back, uh, or after Roman won the title, just give him a wig and let him be Deanna Ambrose and win the women's title. <laughs> Why not? Terrible. <laughs> the new but yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. Uh, is this when they set up the main event? The Shield versus Baron Corbin and Authors of Pain. Yo, I, I liked that they gave Authors of Pain that spot. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I was, I was surprised, but I was also kind of expecting it just by process of elimination. Of who was left, but I, yeah, they looked good, made them look legit. Uh, although it was awkward that there was so much tactical gear in the ring at once, but <laughs> I felt like I was watching paintball or some shit. But with Baron Corbin sticking out like a sore thumb, handing out popcorn. That fucking dude. No uh, class. <laughs> no class. Classless. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was cool seeing them in that spot. Um, it's still really awkward seeing Drake Maverick with... It's even more awkward seeing him with Authors of Paint and Baron Corbin, who are all three large individuals. And, and then he's a little nugget. <laughs> yeah, it looked, it looked like one of the Connors Cure kids came back on the stage. It was just really <laughs> awkward. Oh, God, man. <laughs> You're going to hell. It's quite the sight to see. Uh, can, but speaking of the Connors Cure, can I... I don't know, I don't know if this is going to sound insensitive at all. I love everything that they do. Oh, boy. Cure. I actually... No, I love that... I love the segment. But to me, it's a little weird... When all the heels are on the, the stage too, wearing Connor's Cure stuff, is that just me? Like, I don't, I don't know. There's just something weird about like seeing Baron you, Corbin up there. You think they're that bad of guys that they don't give a shit about kids having cancer? That's they the type of bad care. guy you want. Yes. You're well, heartless. They can care, but it's You're just fucking like, heartless. I, I don't want to see Baron Corbin up there clapping next to fucking Seth Rollins when they're supposed to be, you know. The or days of kayfabe are over, my friend. I don't want it to be. Well, I'm it's sorry. It's so real to him, damn it. Or at it's, least, it's... like, spread it out a little bit. You know, don't have the people who are feuding together next to each other. Okay, then at least start writing storylines, right? Because, uh, what, Kevin Owens comes out one week, quits because he got beat by Braun Strowman, then comes back the next week and helps Braun Strowman, then does the Micmac Challenge talking shit about Braun Strowman, and then is, like, his fucking lackey henchman now. 
fucking stupid. It's the same shit. They can't write storylines, and they can't even get kids cancer right. Right, Derek? <laughs> no, they can't. Connor is... Uh, never mind. Um, no, I... I... Uh, I loved. I honestly, I loved that segment. I thought it was great. Like, it I, was, yeah, that was really great. I got choked up a little bit. I'll be honest. Not, but, yeah, it's just so. It's just weird for me sometimes seeing like, all the heels. Just you know, not all the heels, but like someone like a Baron Corbin, or like uh, <laughs> like Kevin Owens, and Authors of Pain, like just smoozing with those the same people that they're supposed to be fighting. Yeah, it's a, it's a small nitpick, but. They're going to beat up cancer. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what else we got on Monday Night Raw? A fucking amazing match between Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler versus The Revival. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Or Revival. Was, I mean, I didn't think The Revival was actually going to win, but they had me a couple times. Yeah. It was interesting. They were, they were kind of working as baby faces, which I was kind of into. I'm not going to lie. I... I liked it. They worked a couple matches in NXT where they were... Oh, yeah, it was the... Uh, when there was the Revival and DIY and Authors of Pain and that feud. And there were some spots where the Revival were basically like baby faces. And I was like, yo, I kind of dig this. And that's how I felt on Monday. It was kind of... It was kind of a nice change. They'd be good tweeners. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. And apparently... Uh, Vince was reportedly a big fan of that match too, so that holds well for them. Oh, Good, nice, lucky. Yeah. That means their career will go straight down the toilet. Because <laughs> he was a big fan of Drew McIntyre, and then put him in three man band. Well, that was on Drew. A three man band. Three man band. It was not the same Drew McIntyre that we see now. I still. Oh, that's all I can see. Cool. All I can see is three MB Drew. Really? Terrible, yeah. I mean, I see him as a future heavyweight champ. Uh, I can't even say that now. A future Universal Champion or a WWE Champion. But I don't know. I, he'll always be three MB to me. Ah, uh, they're two totally different people to me. I yeah, honestly same. like. I I forget that he even like had his first run. Gender, to me at this point, I don't oh, think a three MB even either. Oh, same. I thought as soon as they, I as soon as he won that title, I was disgraced. This three MB, and then where's Heath Slater? When's his turn? I don't know. Man, he's got kids. Exactly. He did win the tag titles. It started there. It all fucking started there. He is to blame for this. If he yeah, didn't he, win he those tag titles, he did. He started the run. He did, and it's uh, it's it was like within. Within like a year and a half span, yeah. they all have championships in WWE. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's in and and Jinder Mahal, out of all three of them, to be oh, WWE Shanti. champion is like what the fuck is wrong with this company? Oh my Shanti. fucking god! I was at that point, I was embarrassed <laughs> to be a wrestling fan. Ugh. Shanti. It's not working, brah. That's what you need. Oh oh. My you, man. You guys have Cooper Cup. What? Either of you have Cooper Cup on your fantasy squads? No. Nope. No. He just scored a touchdown. What your was uh? Is somehow ahead of mine. What was my man? Bobby Lashley up to this week? Yo, it was Bobby Lashley was getting uh, 
hometown treatment in Denver. Yeah, he was. I think that's the only time anybody's cared about him going out to the ring. Yeah, I was going to say, I all they needed was for Lashley to wrestle in Denver every week. I care a lot. He, he got a big he got a big reaction uh, on the Micmac Challenge, too, in Denver. I I just I still love this pairing, him and Leo Rush. He defeated Elias via disqualification. The heavyweight is back to dominate. My man, <laughs> Bobby Lashley. The man of the hour. The manager of the hour. I love it. I love it. I love that they're not putting him on a microphone because holy crap, he just... And I honestly, I wish they would use him like Impact did because Impact used him perfect. Just go send him out and have him kick somebody's ass. Don't have him talk. Just have him be a beast. Have him be Brock Lesnar, essentially. Yeah, he can... You can you can have him speak, but very few and far between. Like he needs right. to be a man of few words. Like I'm gonna kill you. That's all he needs to say. If if it's up to me now, I he he's literally Ron Simmons now, and all he says is, "My man." That's it. The only thing you ever hear him say from now on is, "My man." I don't hate that. Yeah. Dang. Kind of pop every time he says it. And oh yeah, me too. And a slap on the arm. Yeah, that's it. That is... Damn! Done. I mean, they, they even had the same finisher for a while, so... He's back to dominate. My man. <laughs> Your Christopher Elias. Walken impression is so good. Elias! Okay? Um, Nia Jax is back. And on the attack. She was back last week. Yeah, well now she's you know she's yeah, racking she's really, up. Really back. Yeah, she's oh, racking up one. W's. There's another one, Nia Jackson and Ember Moon. They've been kind of pairing up. There's another tag team. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Who really yeah. cares though? Nobody. Uh Triple H his promo. Triple H had a promo. Yeah. Right outside the limo for like. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't say that the goosebumps were back, so I kind of wasn't fully paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I um, kind of feel like at this point they're both saying the same thing over and over. And it's not to the point that I don't care, but it's like all they're saying is, yeah, I'm going to put you down. No, I'm going to put you down. No, I'm going to put you down. Now it's personal. Yeah. Toss one of those in there. <laughs> The goosebumps are back. <laughs> it's my favorite. These goosebumps are personal. My well, brother Kane was uh, I take it SmackDown. We're gonna agree it was a better show this week. Overall, yeah. Yeah. I think Raw had the more enjoyable story for me, but that was mostly it. Well, let's get into some SmackDown live. Started off the best way to start off any show. Truth TV, baby. Let's go. Need more Truth TV in my life. Please. I'm bummed that he lost that match to The Miz, but I hope he like, pops it up somewhere else somehow. Yeah, uh, I was saying I hope, uh, I think it'd be great if he just like starts taking everybody else's show. Like next yeah. week, it's like Truth's Pit, and then it's like the Truth Reel. 
cutting truth. <laughs> just it's just a different show every week. That'd be such a good utilization of R Truth. Having yeah. him as a, a host of a show. Him and Carmella. I am really enjoying Carmella as well with R Truth. I think it's a great pairing. With her. I'm really enjoying Carmella as a brunette. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, I enjoy Carmella regardless. Yeah. I do like that they freshened her up, though, and turned her face. I think I mentioned that the last time I was on a couple weeks ago. But it's, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it, she works great with Truth. Yeah. Like, I thought she was doing amazing work as a heel. Like, to me, at one point, she was the top heel for me in the company for like like a two or three week span like she was top for me but I, I just think it's great like she lost the title so where where is she gonna go after that you know like like we were talking earlier when it, outside of the title picture for the women right now without tag titles or any other title it's like um not a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of nothing so like why not flipper put her with our truth do something at least entertaining and i it to me it's still hilarious that the power of our truth that carmella didn't change anything that she was doing just she comes to the ring one time with our truth and now she's a baby face <laughs> <laughs> that's how good our truth is where it's <laughs> incredible you know oh, what, God. I gotta say, like, props to him, too. He's, like, what, 76 now? But he, <laughs> like, I don't think he wants to be at all. No, he's, I, I was saying, too, like, ever since he came back from his injury, he's looked really good in the ring. Yeah. Like, like really good. And at first it was just like, oh, it's small bursts, you know, he's he had a match with Samoa Joe. It was, like, four minutes, maybe. But, but he looked good in those four minutes. But then this week, he, even Miz's match was what, like 12, 13 minutes long, something like that? And it was solid. It was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. He's legit in his, oh, he's 46. I thought he was like, I thought he had just turned 50. Yeah, I thought he was older he's, than 46. He's 46, and he looks like he's probably, what, like 32, 23? <laughs> 28. Oh, it's great. We just need more dance breaks on SmackDown Live. Oh, my God. That uh, was brilliant. That was so good. And I loved his reasoning that since Miz didn't have the title to take from him, he took his talk show. It's, it's very logical. That, that was great. I did, like, I sat there, and, like, I don't know. I hated the fact that they had a match over a talk show. Like, just have a match. And maybe at that point I was just too, like, cranky critical. But, I don't know, it just seemed cheesy. Yeah. Uh, although it was kind of like one of those, like, all right. Well, I mean, like he didn't actually take your show, but I mean, if you want right. to get it back, quote unquote, you're gonna have to earn it. It was it was a little silly, but I I fucking loved it. Though anything with our truth, I am all in, all in. And I I do I really like that they've been uh, incorporating the mix the mic match mic match challenge. In like the regular stories on the show, that I is kind of cool. cool. They have done like, a better integration of that. Yeah, like last season, it was kind of like an afterthought. It was like in the middle of the show, randomly they were like, "Oh yeah, here's a 15 second promo of what's happening on Mixed Match Challenge this week 
But now it's like, yeah, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox are like coming up together, Finn Balor and Bailey. And it's cool. I like it. You don't have to do everybody, but it's nice with people who aren't like involved in storylines. Kind of get them involved, do something. I'm on team uh, uh, Fabulous Truth. Now that Sasha's not in it, that's give them all the all the trophies, all of them. Yeah, it'll happen. I don't think so. But no. Although I don't know if we talked about this, the uh, the finals for the mixed match challenger at TLC, which is interesting to me. That is interesting. Oh, really? They're actually going to put it on TLC? Yeah. It was really interesting to me because as soon as I saw like the teams, I was like, oh, well, it's going to be Charlotte and AJ Styles who win. But if it's on the pay-per-view, I'm, I'm a little less likely to believe that neither of them will have an actual match on the show. R-Truth and Carmella. I fucking hope so. That would be cool. I mean, I could see Finn Balor and Bailey also. Because, like, Finn Balor could have a match, but at the same time. Well, he'll probably be... His match will be against Baron Corbin. For the right <laughs> to wear a vest. No, nah, it's not too far out. It's not far enough out. Yeah. They need to drag that out for at least another six months. Yeah. Uh, that's, your missile, that's your mania match. It's a blood feud yeah. at this point. Big show yeah, and my, Big Show. Yeah, literally my eyes bleed every time I watch it. <laughs> big show. Uh, Big E, Sheamus, the Celtic Corolla. I don't know what that was. They, they, they were saying that was the first time that they had wrestled on SmackDown. Is, it, is that ever? That's interesting to me if it is. In a yeah, singles? Yeah, I that. Yeah, in a singles, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, big E hit a... Hit Sheamus with a big splash on the apron, which I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but that's the hardest part of the ring. Is it really? Yeah, I've heard, heard that. Oh, no way. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently. Dude, Big E sold the shit out of that bro kick, though. That looked, that was one of the better bro kicks I remember seeing. Yeah, that was a good finish, too. Yup. That was a good match. Um, All right. Yeah, um, not much else to talk about. Yeah, I, I, we got called out English. They're going to take the... Oh, boy. Yeah. Actually, real quick, before that, fun fact, since we're still on the New Day. Um, this week, Kofi Kingston hit... Uh, oh, the, yeah. The, what's the word I'm looking for that I can't think of? The milestone of becoming the longest reigning tag champ ever in, in the history of WWE. Give Passing that man... Good. The WWE Championship now. Passing Season. the great Billy Gunn. Yeah. He's pure class. Was it like 950-something days or whatever? Yeah. Kofi was like, what an odd accomplishment. <laughs> but he went on to thank all of his previous tag team partners. Mr. Uh, one CM Punk. Evan Bourne. Don't fucking mention that douchebag's name on this. Who doesn't remember Air Boom? Air Boom. I love it. He actually, he came with, uh, I think during his photo shoot show on the network, he was like, that name didn't make sense. I hated it, but it caught on. It really did. <laughs> it's it's uh, my roommate. He, he is like, he's been dead set on getting an Air Boom shirt for years, but he can't find one anywhere. 
It's like it's the most like obscure T-shirt, and I want it because it's so obscure. And, like I remember how bad those shirts were. Oh my god, terrible. Uh, uh, yeah. R2, I forgot him and Archers were tag team champions too. Oh crap! Really? Yeah. Briefly after the Air Boom era. I forgot about that too. I think it was after Awesome Truth. I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rusev Day. I think you mean Aiden Day. Do I? Or well, Rusev Day is every day. Yeah, I don't know. This is Aiden, a stupid. Aiden Day is like every now and then. <laughs> what are they even? Milwaukee Day. What are they even like, fighting over? A fucking day. Or, or Lana Day. Yeah. See, Lana Day is actually. Sam Roberts was saying it on his podcast. It's like, you know, Lana Days, it's like, you know, you wake up and it's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to work today. It's Lana, it's a Lana Day. Whereas Aiden Day, it's like, what the fuck? He's like, what is that? What is Aiden? What is, you can't even say it. A- Aiden Day. Aiden Day. <laughs> sounds like some, sounds like something in German. Oh, oh, Aiden Day. I like, I love it though. I'm so I'm so happy Aiden's like relevant right now. I know you, you hate him, Tim, but not a fan. I just hope they don't mess it up, and I feel eighty-five percent sure they will. Well, they've they've got my in, they've got my interest. What the hell happened in Milwaukee? I want to know. Totally, like invested in the finding out. They're, did they say they're going to reveal it next week or whatever? He has video or something. Uh he did say he had video proof. There's just been a lot of speculation on the inter- on the interwebs about it. Some idiots think it has something to do with The Rock because of a promo he had like two years ago. Oh, I saw that. Which, just because he mentioned Wisconsin in the said promo, guys, it's not The Rock. It, if he wants that twenty-four be... million dollars, it fucking might be. People are like, oh well, he's gonna become. It's, it's rumored that he's coming back for SmackDown 1000. Like, yeah, you think the payoff for the gonna Aiden, be English, and Rusev? It's going to be Batista, and this will be the, the Batista, Batista Rusev match at SmackDown 1000. Could be. Boom. It's probably going to be something stupid, like Lana didn't wash her hands when she left the bathroom in Milwaukee one time. Lana, and then she went and fucked Drax the Destroyer. Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm curious, though. They got my they got my interest. Mine too, and I just love Rusev's reaction. Like, I believe you. But I mean, when we were even when were we even in Milwaukee last? Hmm. I don't know. I, I love the way he was selling that. Are you gonna tell him about that one night in Milwaukee? <laughs> oh shit! Hmm. a floozy. Lana's a fl- Lana is a floozy. Yeah, she is. Uh, anything so else? With Dolph. Anything else noteworthy from SmackDown you gotta get into? Um, like, God, contract, like, wasn't a yeah, that contract signing or non not signing. I guess that's another thing you should bring up. Is that match actually gonna happen? Because Joe didn't sign the contract. Wouldn't no, that be he something? Was, he was too busy trying to say hey to Wendy. 
daddy's home. <laughs> I like I like that a lot. I enjoyed that. This needs to stop being about AJ's family and now be about the fact that Joe was screwed out of the title. Oh, it's always about the family. It needs to stop. Because AJ Styles is a terrible father. It needs to stop. Just make it about now Joe's was screwed out of the title and he wants what should be his. Leave the family crap out of this. I got you to where you're at. Just stop. Yeah. I do agree. I mean, that's... It's been going on for a while. I mean, that... Literally... The argument should be Joe should be the champion. Yeah, I mean, that's all the feud needs to be about disgusting. now. Joe's a disgusting individual. Yeah. He's showing up to AJ's house. Not the one that he built, but the one he lives in. <laughs> he and could have built it. Just... No, that's not the house that AJ Styles built. He could have built more than one. I'm sure he's 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 is uh, capable of hammering some walls together. You know. But he didn't claim to build that house. He he built the house. Have you asked him? Yeah. Oh. I said, "Hey, right. Alan, Uncle right. Alan." <laughs> All right. Never mind Mr. then. Styles, according to your mailbox. I apologize. I I didn't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, we're we're pretty close. I All do right. my research. Tell Wendy, I said it. Hey, Wendy, the guy say hey. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Who's who are the guys?" Um, Becky and uh, oh, Becky, Becky. my my Becky queen, Lana. my queen, bitch, bitch. Yeah, she's like the. Uh, Jesse Pinkman of WWE now. Oh god. Stop. <laughs> yep. Stop. That's terrible. Yeah, bitch. Um Shinsuke, his new gimmick of uh the American flag is something. Knock America. Yeah, it's something. His new gimmick is softening people up for Randy Orton apparently. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I wonder if there's they're gonna I don't know. They need to do something with the US title. Because this is getting fucking ridiculous. Do you think there's something going on there? If it's leading to something with Nakamura and Orton? Or if it's just I mean, a coincidence? I don't... It could be a coincidence, but I don't think... I mean, it, when he came out originally, the first time he attacked Jeff, like, he straight up said, where's Shinsuke? And then, like, nothing really ever happened with that. And that's, I guess, kind of when he could have still been a tweener. He's clearly a heel now. Which, this is the best Orton we've seen in years. I couldn't yes. be more happy. I used to hate Orton on my TV. Now I'm like, sick. RKO time. But, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of seeds being planted. I don't even necessarily think it's going to be against each other. Because I like Nakamura as a heel. Although, yeah, I don't same. know. Um, I mean, I, I like Nakamura as a not-dick-kick heel all the time. And I love Orton as a heel, so I think, I don't know if maybe they'll just kind of, I don't know if they'll create a tag team or some kind of SmackDown stable, but. Yeah, I'm curious whether it's just a coincidence or what, but interesting that he went after Ty Dillinger. That felt so random to me. I don't yeah. hate it, but. And I'm, I'm okay with it, because it is random. 
But it's like at, at this point, who who's Randy gonna go after right now? Because I still think Daniel Bryan's gonna be next, but he's still kind of occupied with the Miz. Yeah, I feel like are they their Miz and Bryan are fighting a Super Showdown for the number one contendership. Yeah, maybe that's where Orton attacks Bryan. I think so. It's either it's either Bryan or AJ, but I think Bryan makes more sense. But yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm guessing it'll. This was just to like hold him off until then, and like he'll have a match with Ty Dillinger next week. And that'll probably be it. Yeah, just a blow off, quick. Yeah. Quick two. Because like, like what was Dillinger doing previously? Nothing really. Just randomly showing up with our truth. Yeah. It's like why? <laughs> Although I did like it at the after when they asked him why. If, or they asked him if Ty Dillinger was his next victim, and Orton was just like, what? No. I'm just sick of that Perfect 10 crap. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that Perfect 10 crap just pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I love Orton right now. I would love to see Orton and AJ Styles also. Yeah. Give me all of that. All of it. Yeah. All right. Anything else from SmackDown? No, nah, I think that's about it, man. I think we're good. Did you guys watch uh, 205, NXT, all that? Uh, I did. Yeah, I caught half of NXT. I missed 205 Live. Derek, you uh, want to give us biggest, a quick rundown? Uh, biggest news 205 Live, Leo Rush is still undefeated. Uh, on Leo Five Live. Is that what he's calling it? Yes. I love that. Yep. Uh, oh, the main event was Mustafa Ali and uh, Hideo Itami. That was a fucking great match. Um, it ended with Mustafa Ali giving Hideo Itami a 450 splash on the apron. And resulted in a double count out. Which I don't know if you guys know this or not, but that's the hardest part of the ring. No shit. You yeah. know what? I feel like I saw a clip of that for whatever reason. I would have never thunk it. I may have Snapchat it to you. Maybe that's what it was. I, I may that's have. that's what it was, actually. Yeah, because I, I think I Snapchatted you back. Oh, no, I was going to say Snapchatting you back show prep, but that was last night. So never mind. I don't know. I think it was last night. Yeah, it was last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, you did. You did. Is it really right. the hardest part of the ring? Uh, um, studies show that yeah, it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about NXT? Um, what happened on NXT? I don't know. Oh, they announced uh, that in two weeks' time, um, Adam Cole will get his rematch for the North American title. Baby. Nice. In a triple threat match with Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Oh, shit. That should be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I I might have the weeks, with two weeks or three weeks, but they also, they also announced that Undisputed Era will defend the titles against the War Raiders. So that's either in two or three weeks. I forget. But yeah. That's some good shit. That um, crap out of me. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa fought Otis Dozovich 
from Heavy that was Machine. That a good match. It was surprisingly good match, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still weird to me that Tommaso Ciampa has music, but... I know what you mean, too, about you had mentioned it sounds like Taz is at the beginning. I heard yeah. it beginning, and I was like, is Taz like coming up to commentate? And then I saw the Ciampa graphic. But... <laughs> That's what Taz said when he saw it. He's <laughs> like, wait, did I, did I miss a flight? <laughs> um, what else? Um, have you been... You've been watching fairly regularly, right, Dad? Uh, yeah, here and there. So, like, they've been... Obviously, they've been doing this who shot Alistair Black deal. Yeah. And, like, Rio's been questioning people. And, like, a few weeks ago, he had Nikki Cross in. Did you see that? Yeah, Nikki Cross, like, on the desk, just going crazy. Yeah, but she was, like, saying, like, oh, I know, I know, I saw, I saw something, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she, and she, like, implied that again this week, that she has a, she knows, she has a big secret, and she knows something. So, like, I'm curious if that's leading to something. Like, I mean, I hope so. I hope they're eventually going to pay this off. Well, yeah, I'm sure that they're going to pay it off, but I'm curious if Nikki Cross actually has, like, something to do with it whatsoever. I'm trying to think of who, like, who could they pair her with that would make sense? I don't know. Bring Sanity back. <laughs> yeah, right? Where the hell are they? I don't know. They've, they've had as much TV time in the last few weeks as we have. Yeah. And as much as, well, barely as much as, almost wasn't on SmackDown either. No, he wasn't, huh? And Interesting. That's what annoys me. When they have, like, full-fledged stars in NXT and then they just bring them up which I mean I get it you have to bring them up because then they're kind of holding down the rest of the pack but then you just fumble them yeah I think Almas is okay apparently Vince is a fan of his but everybody else and we had this kind of this session before where it's like it's interesting that the people who are brought up from NXT that are featured on NXT don't really like transfer Aside from Finn Balor, to an extent, um, obviously he's not where people would like him to be, or should be, but, you know, he was still the first Universal Champion, so you can't really say much, but the people who are most successful, it seems, from NXT are, like, Elias, Alexa Bliss, and Carmella, who are nothing in NXT, really. Yeah. Do you, think it, would almost, do you think it would almost be better? Because I feel like the general population of... WWE fans are they're not watching NXT like hardcore fans like us we're gonna watch it or at least keep some sort of eye on it do you think it would be a better idea and better exposure for them that way when they come up eventually to the main roster they're not just you know other than on the Monday after Mania when that's all hardcore fans or the Monday after SummerSlam when that's still usually hardcore fans you think it'd be better if they integrated them like they used to try to integrate the 205 Live guys? Like, maybe maybe put NXT matches on the pre-show instead of, like, I don't know, the tag team titles? Um, I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't a big fan of them trying to segregate the 205 Live guys either. Yeah. I think, like, use more vignettes to introduce who these people are instead of them just randomly showing up. Like if, like I've been saying, I think they've been treating Ember Moon really well. But if they had some vignettes for Ember Moon, like or something like that, to show who she is, 
Like, I think they hyped Nia Jax up a little bit before she came, but show some footage of their matches before yeah. on NXT. Like, one of the things that I think hurt Bailey so much is that people didn't understand who she was or what her gimmick was. Like, why she was so special. And, like, if they had just shown, like, the hype-up video before take her, take over Brooklyn with Sasha, literally, people would just, people would understand. But they they don't really do that They anymore. did the same thing with Emma. Like, it's a fucking shame. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, the, it's true. You know? The it's last like, time they used vignettes, it actually gets to invest in and then they just keep going for 18 weeks and then be like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yep. Oh. Yeah. They started doing they started doing it with sanity, but they stopped. Like they did it like a couple weeks, and then it just stopped because they weren't sure when they were actually going to debut. Right. And then the next thing you know, it's like sanity next week, and people had already kind of forgot. At least yeah. you know what I I would almost rather that than eighteen weeks of video packages and then nothing. Yeah. It it honestly wouldn't even hurt them either. Like. Instead of so many fucking replays of what happened earlier in the show, show like a, a short little like two minute recap of what happened on NXT last week. Yeah, on I like Raw that. and SmackDown. You know what I mean? So like people, I've been saying that about that too for like main event. Like, show what, occasionally like what happened on main event because some of those guys, some of those guys will be on Raw. So like, so it makes them look not so shitty. Like when they like a Bobby Roode, like if Bobby Roode like won a match on main event, like show it, not the actual match, but like oh yeah, or mention it. Oh yeah, Bobby Lash or Bobby Roode uh, recently beat Connor on main event, just so it doesn't look like he hasn't been doing nothing. Right. Yeah. Or even like a Zack Ryder or Mike Kanellis, something like that. Hmm. I just feel like it doesn't do them any service. If I was just gonna say, doing... is Mike Kanellis? Is he on main event? Because I've seen him out on Raw during like the break apart yeah. brawls. He's on main, main event quite a bit. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure him and Zack Ryder face yeah. each other every week. He's like the main <laughs> event of main event. Yeah. Um, how are they handling the May Young Chalionjo? You like that oh, segue fucking... there, right there? Boom. Uh, I love it. Did you uh, watch last night? I did, yeah. That was that was a really all four matches were incredible. Yeah, um, the last two weeks have been really good. Last week I was a huge fan. Of, um, uh, I fucking love uh, Zaya Brookside, Ro- uh, Robbie Brookside's daughter. She is, she's way too good for nineteen. She's adorable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, fucking nineteen. Up in there against Io Shirai. Dude, Fuck. she was getting like... They weren't going easy on her. Nah, she was getting lit up. Yeah. She was getting breed. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It, I was a little bummed Rachel Evers lost. I was too. That was a really good match, though. That... I, had, I hadn't seen her since last year's. Yeah, I think I saw her once. I really like that might have been my favorite match of the first round, honestly. I felt like the la- like the last couple sequences kind of fell apart. They were almost a little bit disconnected, but I mean the whole match. That aside, it was, God, it was so good. Yeah, I'm a. And that, 
That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Stuff like that where, like, I mean, I I remember Rachel Evers from last year, and, I, you know, I know that she's Paul Ellering's daughter. But, like, something like that, two, two relative unknowns to me can hold my attention when they put on matches like that. It can hold my attention more than, like, people I've been following for years on the main product. And I, like, I just don't get where the disconnect, I get where the disconnect is. I think it just annoys the piss out of me. Yeah. It, I feel the same way. I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't say, I probably know about like half of the field and I'm like, but it doesn't matter. I'm, if it's a, if they have me invested, they have me invested. Same with the Cruiserweight Classic. I didn't know all of those guys, but I was fully invested almost every fucking week. Oh, and I'm glad that Hunter's kind of made it go back to, like, uh, 205 Live, kind of, like, Cruiserweight Classic-esque, because that was that was awesome. That whole tournament was awesome. And then uh, when they tried to integrate them in a Raw, and then, you know, they just... When they tried to make it storyline-based instead of, hey, we're Cruiserweights, we fly around-based, it was awful. It's much better now, but... Yeah, 205 Live is actually a really good show right now but not a lot of people know that only only two of us know that apparently true <laughs> that's right all right well if there's anything else we're going to get into uh a review for the week what a review it will be oh so good watching that mm. all right we're going to talk some greatest 90s superstar fucking hate calling them superstars. Yeah, they're wrestlers. They were yeah. wrestlers back then. Yeah. Most of them were. Yeah. Superstar. Super we're going to talk all 90s. The good, the bad, the ugly. The missed opportunities. The uh, controversies. We'll get into all that. Yes. Be gone too soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for those listening, uh, we're gonna we're doing this off the list of um, on the WWE Network. There's the greatest superstars of the '90s documentary, and uh, we're gonna work our way down that list. So if you want to watch Posted it, hosted by Taz, by the way, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking there, of, there's a couple of things know, he yeah. said too that I was like, oh, well, that's not true. You know, like Sting was uh, on the list and. He was the only one on the list to never wrestle in a WWE ring. And I'm like, well, at that point, yeah. but Yeah, because yeah, well, sure, I looked but... at the year. Like 2009? I think it was like 2009, yeah. Way too much CM Punk on this fucking thing. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, there was a lot, huh? <laughs> oh, I hate that motherfucker yeah. so much. All right, let's get into it. Their number, well, they didn't really put them in an order, but the first one they go over is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Wonky Eye himself. <laughs> Pretty wonky eye. This is everybody's number one, right? Uh, no. Alright, it's this or Bret Hart. Him, I would put him in top three for sure. Really? Interesting. I have him in top five. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I was assuming this would be everybody's number one. No. Because, uh, I don't know, he was definitive 90s. You know? Yeah. He was, but, you know, greatest... I mean, are, I I... are we ranking overall, you know, the whole package? Yeah, absolutely. The I total mean, if package? we're just talking total strictly package. in ring, then yeah, he's probably yeah. top two. But... Yeah. 
There's no. It's, it said greatest stars of the 90s. Oh, okay. All right. All right. My bad. Not superstars. Greatest stars. Yeah. Okay. So that's, right. I mean. Right. My bad. Um, yeah. Not to, and plus, like, oh, his 90s run was incredible. I feel like one of the reasons why people rank him as the GOAT as far as, you know, all around, like, in ring is his second act was so good. Well, yeah, but he's not the GOAT. Ric Flair is the GOAT, so there, there's no arguing that whatsoever. So don't even try. Uh, next was Yoko Zuna, build out of Japan. Spoiler, not Japanese. Yeah, that broke my heart when I found that out. Yeah, isn't he the Rock's break my cousin? Heart, but it's shuckish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did, you know what? They did a good job. I, I mean, I was a dumb kid, but I thought he was straight up Japanese. Oh yeah. For oh sure. for sure. Who didn't? And then when he grew the beard, he looked straight up Samoan. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, was, he did not have an Asian beard. He was super fat though. He was a big man. And he got. I didn't realize how much weight he gained. I mean, he was big all the time, but I didn't realize how much weight he gained from his first run to like toward the end. Like oh, that's his Owen Hart tag team run. He was but super the fact, fat. The fact yeah. that he can still move as decent as he was with when he was tagging with Owen was unreal. That fucking in the match he had, oh, go he ahead. had Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam like 1996. He was a fucking couch. He couldn't oh. move. I the bonsai drop always looks so fucking dangerous to me. Well, yeah, it's a 900 pound man landing on your chest. And some of them that they show whenever you see footage of Yoko. Uh, some of them look fucking pretty bad. Like, that dude's dead. You just killed yeah, that like, man. You fucking it killed doesn't, him. It doesn't look like he went, like, feet first to, like, break yeah. his fall. Yeah, he went ass there, first on Eugene, I think, was one of them. Yeah. There was some clip on, I don't know if it was him, but on somebody where, like, you can see, like, he goes to put his feet on the mat and they slip, and I think he broke the dude's sternum. Oh, he had to crush the fucking sternum. I'm surprised that Didn't dude he break... lived. Wait, I think that was actually the Stone Cold Steve Austin match. He broke the rope. When he went to do the bonsai drop, he broke the rope. And that's how Stone Cold God. pinned him. So fat. Such I'm a sure. I, I thought that was Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10, but it wasn't. He just slipped off the rope. He didn't break it. But yeah, he, there was... No, wasn't it Vader, maybe? I don't know. I thought it was Yoko. No, 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 no. I mean against Vader, not against... Uh, oh, uh, maybe. I know for a fact. I think it was a smaller guy than Vader. Yeah. Uh. I want to say this was Stone Cold. Uh, next up is the Blue Chipper. <laughs> it's the, the man right there. Yeah, <laughs> the Rock. Rocky Johnson. Good old Dwayne. DJ. Good old Dwayne. Yeah. It's weird hearing people refer to him now as DJ. More people refer to him as DJ than The Rock. Yeah. I haven't heard DJ at all. Never? Never. Oh, I hear it all the Never. time. That's better than yeah. Dwayne. You know, Dwayne. You know, Dwayne. Dwayne's a pretty good ass kisser. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's The Rock. It's natural he's going to be on this list and very high in the list, I would imagine. Um, I don't know if I would put him that high. I feel like he it's it's such a it's tough timing because his run his biggest run was like 98 to like 2003. 
So like, it's kind of it's tough where it's like overlaps. He you know? he is one of the couple that I take issue with on this list because their runs, like you said, were so late into the '90s, and they didn't really reach their peak until out of the '90s. Yeah, like in he some st- you know, six, yeah, right? like huh? He debuted in '96. Yeah, end of '96. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So like I, I'm okay with him being on the list. I don't think he should be very high because yeah. he he did have quite the, even though it was later in the '90s, he did have a big impact. But monumental. Like said, his biggest impact happened after. Yeah. It, it was... To me, it's kind of like it's kind of like Savage, whereas like his I feel like his run was kind of like the mid to late 80s into the early 90s so it like kind of overlaps as well but not on the list yeah yeah i don't i was surprised me, by that i wasn't i wasn't shocked but i was i wouldn't i wouldn't have been surprised if he was on it but i'm not like throwing a flag with him not being on it I, yeah but me, i mean through wcw in the 90s he was all over you know he was yeah ab- but was he know. ever like the guy uh, he to was me, he Macho was always Man. The, he was always secondary in WCW to me. Uh, when uh, I don't know. He was always like the other guy in the NWO. Yeah. Or... I don't know. His rap album was fucking badass, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is true. That is true. Uh, let's get into some 90s divas. This is a little bonus thing they throw in the list. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Sunny, obviously, right? Sunny, yep. I'm Stable. telling you, don't go through Sunny's back door. It's not. I, it's not good. <laughs> I've sent it. I think I've said it on the podcast before. But Sunny was my first crush. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I no. I mean, my first wrestling crush ever, but not really my first crush ever. I think she was my first crush ever. I think Gwen Stefani was probably my first real crush ever on like a celebrity. Because when the uh, fucking Tragic Kingdom came out. Uh, anyway, uh, we got Sunny, Sable, Alundra Blaze, China, Terry, Ivory, Deborah. Just to name a few. Like, I felt like Alundra Blaze was put in there. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because she was like the only women's champion in the early 90s before it came back later on. But I mean, I, I just feel like. She just seemed so not, like, in the same era as Sonny and Sable and China and Terry and Ivory and Deborah. She wasn't. A lot changed (laughs) in a very short amount of time in the landscape of WWF. And she wasn't, like, I don't know, I don't think, she she was only in there for, like, a couple years, if that, right? I don't remember her Uh, making it really out of the early 90s. It was, like, I think she left in 95? Yeah, and she went to be in Medusa. Yeah. And I don't she, even remember her much on WCW. So. Yeah. I don't remember much on WCW after that. I remember her with, like, the Dangerous Alliance. and. I remember that, too. Like, her and when Terry was Alexandra York. Like, I remember that stuff, but... Yeah, I don't remember her doing much after she left. After she dumped the title, honestly. And I'm not discounting. I mean, she's a great in-ring worker from what I remember when I was a kid. But, like, I 
I don't know, for whatever reason, it was kind of like, which one of these things is not like the other? Yeah. No. I liked, I remember I liked Lundra Blaze well, when to I be, was watching. To be fair, though, weird. this is, this is, uh, they consider them divas. So, uh, Alundra yeah, shouldn't be included in this because she wasn't a diva. She was a women's wrestler. Sunny, Sable, Terry, you know, they, they were divas. So. I throw Sensational Sherry on that list. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. She was a big part of the earlier 90s. R.I.P. The uh, Luna Vachon. Oh, fuck, Luna. She scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah, she terrified. But she was me. great. Oh, she was Turn, bam, awesome. Bam. Oh, man. The, bam, fucking, the oddities. God, the oddities. Oh, yeah. Fuck. All right, after Divas, we get to Kevin Nash. Big Daddy. Finger Pook of Doom. Right. Um, he is. Um, he was pretty big in the 90s. Yeah, he was like seven was, feet tall. I mean, no, I mean, popularity-wise. Oh, uh, he yeah. kind of, he was successful on, on both WWE and WCW. Yeah, I mean, he changed the landscape of, you know, wrestling. Him and Nat, him and Hall. Yeah. And uh, he's also a member of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, the Outsiders. So, um, yeah, did you guys like him more in the Diesel run? Or Kevin Nash run. I think I liked him more as Kevin Nash. I liked him more as Kevin Nash. Yeah, Diesel sucked. I liked Wolfpack Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Big sexy. I used to play as him in uh, NWO, WCW and WO a lot. I remember illegally downloading the Wolfpack theme song and being so fucking pumped to put it on fucking burnt CD. I used to love that theme. Yeah. I still great. listen to it. I'm not. Oh yeah, it's on. I I have a whole playlist. Uh, Amazon Music and well now it's on iTunes, but they have like every WWE WCW album ever, except Ooh, Pile Driver. Back causing mass destruction. Can't yes, get see it, The bad boys are wrestling. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the greatest, arguably the greatest high flyer of all time, Owen Hart. Uh, oh. I was actually surprised that he was on the list. I love me some Owen Hart, man. Any Owen Hart. Uh, I mean, pleasantly surprised, but... Yeah. Really? I wasn't yeah, surprised. I, I was, yeah. I, did not, I didn't think he would be, be on it. It was... I. It brought a smile to my face when I saw it, but yeah, I did not expect him. I feel like he... And I mean, you know, obviously on screen the whole angle with him and Brett was that he was in Brett's shadow, but I do feel like because he was so, in reality, in Brett's shadow, he kind of flies under the radar. If you think about everything he did, I mean, in all the 90s, I mean, yeah, High Energy wasn't really that big of a tag team, but, you know, early 90s, he branched off, turned heel, and, you know, feuded with Brett for what seemed like ever. Won the King of the Ring, I think, the year after Brett did. Became yeah. Intercontinental Champion. He was Tag Team Champion. I think he was European Champion in there, too. But then, like, he was still, like, I think late 90s. I mean, he was Tag Champs with Jeff Jarrett at one point, right? Yeah. 
and that I mean that was toward the end of I was gonna say his run, but his life, unfortunately. But like, well, it was the end of his I mean, run. You can say it. Yeah, I mean, it was he was relevant throughout the entire nineties, really. But I feel like it was just so under the radar because Brett was his brother. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, he never got his dues. Ever? No. no. Still. I, and it's it sucks that uh, his you know, obviously what happened happened because I think he probably would have ended up getting a title run at some point. Hands down. I don't I, think I, so. I don't even think it's a question of if it would have been how many. I don't think so. Or how long. I think he would have at some uh, point. Uh, I think he was gonna. He was destined to be stuck in mid card. I mean, look what they had him doing. Fucking blue blazer. Yeah. yeah, no, but things can change just like that. You're right. Jinder Mahal is a WWE champion. So. Eddie Guerrero. People didn't think he would be a champion. Eddie Guerrero, I think, is a more believable champion than uh, than Jinder Mahal or Owen Hart. I just I think Owen Hart would have stayed in mid card, especially because of all the Brett stuff. Uh, I highly doubt Vince wouldn't put the belt on him. You know, with all that drama and shit. But who knows? We'll never know. Unfortunately. You guys think that Martha will ever let him go in the Hall of Fame? Eventually. Some, I think it's just going to take some fucking serious convincing. It's been quite a while. I mean, I hate to say it that, like, heartlessly, but I feel like... Huh. I feel like once she's dead, her kids probably... And, I mean, I don't know. That's me speculating, but I almost feel like maybe her kids won't be as, you know... Uh, Brett fucking hates her. So. Uh, Brett yeah, is all I mean, for Brett him going in. Yeah. yeah. I say fuck her. So. What what sucks is like it it sucks for us fans. Like we I would love to play Owen Hart in a video game that I didn't have to create. I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame. I would love like a an Owen Hart full out special on the network or or, or a DVD or something. Not have you not seen it? There is one. It's called Owen. It's back fucking really good. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really, they didn't advertise it much at all, but um, all right. it is a WWE release that came out, I think, like a year or two ago, but it's just called say, it Owen. It came out recently, didn't it? Yeah, it's fucking really good. I didn't, uh, is it on the network? No, it's not on the network. I had to order it through Vudu. Uh, it was like three ninety nine or something, but um, it is very fucking good. So, yeah, if it's not on the network, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that's not on the network that when I bought the fucking network, I was promised every fucking... Uh, documentary they did like their whole video on demand and like they don't update it fucking at all cocksuckers but, uh, alright the next we're gonna get to the goat and my favorite pro wrestler of all Woo! fucking time the nature boy Ric Flair Woo! you guys agree with him being on this list Absolutely. yes I don't think he should be like top five but yeah, I mean he was prevalent in the '90s, but I don't. He was gone a lot too. That. Yeah, I think like. I don't know. I don't know after, how I feel about him being on here. After like '94, it was kind of like, eh, with Flair. Yeah. But I think he did enough from '90 90 to '94 to warrant him being on the list. Yeah, true. Didn't uh, did he win the first Royal Rumble in in, in that time? Or he not the first Royal Rumble? He won the Royal Rumble he, for the title. Yeah. 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 The fact that he was world champion in WWF and WCW, mm-hmm. and he showed up on to, TV with the know. big gold belt. 
He should. He did. The real world champion. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Duh. It's crazy too that he almost went back to WWF in '98. He should have. But yeah, apparently him and well, not at the same time, but him and Hogan were both in talks to go back around '98. Oh fuck, Hogan. Could you imagine? That would have been insane. I, yeah. Well, Hogan how, was how, very displeased back then with WCW. So. Yeah. How different the landscape would have been if Hogan ended up... Yeah. We, would, we would have easily gotten Hogan versus Austin. Would we have gotten oh, yeah. Hollywood Hogan? That I don't know. If they didn't, it would be so dumb. Probably not. I would want to see Hollywood Hogan. You would? Or I would. I would. I would not I would not want to see Austin versus, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, Hogan. Red and yellow. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't... I like Hollywood. If I'm going to watch Hogan, it's going to be Hollywood Hogan for me. I don't know if it would have worked, though. Yeah. It didn't work when they came back and NWO came, NWO came to WWE. Yeah. They tried it that watch WrestleMania 18 clearly did not work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got arguably. He was popular, and I don't, I don't even think it's arguably. Uh, Mick Foley. He was huge throughout the well, active throughout the whole nineties. He was big ECW, WCW, WWF. Yeah, um, I almost underestimated Foley. I think. In what way? Just like his accomplishments, and <laughs> like. I don't know if I guess I just didn't put. I think I put maybe a little more emphasis after the '90s, which is weird because he quote retired in 2000. But yeah, you didn't think he'd put butts in seats. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just funny because like I like it made me look back and was like, honestly, his WWF run was really fucking good when you think about it. Like, fuck yeah, homeboy came in and was immediately put into a feud with the undertaker for months a fantastic fucking feud that was so good the boiler room yep. match fuck oh i love the boiler room yeah. like his first like what was it eight like six seven eight months in the company was spent feuding having match matches with the undertaker and Shawn michaels like yeah that's nuts yeah like that his match with Shawn michaels at uh, Mind Games is one of my favorite matches of all time. It's a great match. That was a really good match. Mm. But even before that, like early 90s in WCW, he yeah. had really good matches with Sting. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, ECW. So it was like... You can't yeah, forget he... when he was running in ECW. Yeah. Like, I was kind of, like, at first when I saw it, I was like, huh, really? Foley, huh? But then, like, as they were showing, you know, videos and, and I started thinking about it I'm like oh yeah definitely he definitely should be on there this dude could get any gimmick over you know there's yeah. that uh, what what Royal Rumble was it when he came out as Mankind he came out as Cactus Jack he came out as Dude Love 98 yeah I think so. yeah you know, and, and each one of them got huge pops yup yeah and there's nobody oh, has a bad thing to say about Mick Foley and I think that's what everybody loves about Mick Foley yeah, I finally saw the uh, the network special. By the way, what'd you think of it? I loved it. Yeah, that it was, was good. so good. Yeah. <laughs> the line of, was it Dewey who was like, "Oh, 
But he was like, I was in the Royal three different times, three different people. <laughs> he was like, and you still didn't win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just uh, started his fully as good book. It's pretty fucking oh, good right now. I've read both of them. They're yeah, good. It's pretty good. Two Alright, some not so great stars of the 90s. Guys like the Repo Man, the Goon, one of my personal favorite jobber fucked up gimmicks ever, Bastion Booger. Uh, the Shockmaster, Duke the Dumpster, TL Hopper, the Gooker. Would you throw Doink in here? I thought Doink no. deserved a spot on the list. But For worst? For worst people? No! As one of the greatest stars of the 90s. Oh, get out of here. I think Dink, Dink, I think, yeah, throw Dink on there too, you know? Greatest characters. All right, I'll give you that, maybe. maybe. I'd, throw, I'd throw a Doink on there, a Goldust. I mean, if you're going to throw an asshole like Hogan on here. <laughs> oh. Let's hope Nick Parker doesn't hear this. All right. Uh, what was your favorite crappy gimmick from the 90s? Favorite crappy gimmick of the 90s? I, uh, I, honestly, a tie between Bastion Booger and Duke the Dumpster. Solid choices. It may <laughs> have been Repo Man. Oh, God. Oh. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. You know what? Papa Shango, because he legit used to scare the crap out of me. I remember yeah. being at my grandparents one time with my cousin. We used to watch uh, Wrestling Challenge on Sundays, Superstars on Saturdays. And he legit set some dude's boots on fire, and I was like, I don't like this. A fucking voodoo magic, man. <laughs> that big, bad, jad voodoo daddy. Yeah. I, might, I might say Papa Shango, too. I, I hated Papa Shango, but... And then the uh, oil down Warrior's face, or whatever it was, that black stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Papa Shango. Hmm. Interesting. I gotta go or back maybe, to um, Or maybe, uh, fuck, what were they in WCW? The, uh, with like Glacier? the giant Kevin Sullivan. Glacier. Oh, the, uh, the Dungeon of Doom? Yes. Oh. Fucking Dungeon of oh, Doom. Oh, God. Count yeah. Ah! It's not hot! The shark. Hogan in the fucking. This is one of my favorite things ever. Oh, that's not hot. <laughs> Where am I? What am I doing here? I miss the old vignettes. Mm. Like with the British Bulldog and Sting at a beach. I think it was from Bash the Beach. And then Sid Vicious and Vader. And I don't know, a boat blew up or some shit. I don't know. It was the corniest, most pointless thing ever. But watching it back now was great. God. Mm. Well, next up we got the Hollywood Hulkster. Interesting that they put Hollywood Hulk. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah that, because nobody gave a shit about Days of Thunder or Thunder in Paradise, whatever that fucking show was. Did they say Hollywood Hogan? Yeah, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Because, huh. I mean, regular Hogan wasn't really that big in the I mean, early 90s for a little bit, I guess. But, yeah, to like 93. Uh, Hollywood Hogan was definitely the the Hogan of the 90s. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He like, still sucks. Like, yeah, like you said, the earlier ni- early 90s. 
Hogan Hulkamania was still going pretty strong, but I fucking hate this dude. It was definitely Hollywood. They should give Brutus the Barber Beefcake this spot. Or the Disciple. Fuck yeah. <laughs> or the Booty Man. I want to say a special thank you to, to Brutus for liking that tweet. You made yeah, my day the other day, man. So. Big fan of the podcast. Anytime you want to come on here and shit on Hogan, let me know. Because I'm <laughs> game. The now. fucking Barber Beefcake. Mm. Disciple, baby. All right, let's skip Hogan because he sucks. Uh, Triple I mean, H. Can't really... Can't really dispute him being on the list. So. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh huh. It's funny to think about how far he's come since he debuted. He shouldn't be like, on this he list. He debuted as this annoying, like blue blood shit, and then just turned into God, like one of the. One of the best in the business. I'll yeah, say uh, he would definitely be on the list for top stars of the two thousands. Yeah, but I don't I think was, he should be on here. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I again. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm okay with him being on the list, but he would be like, literally at the bottom of this list list. It's like if you think about it, he would. DX was a huge part of the. Not the whole '90s, but you know, of the late '90s, and he was, he was DX, and then turned into. It, it was granted, it was literally the end of the '90s, but then he became the game, and even before the DX, he still had like a couple Intercontinental title runs. Yeah. So like I, is he, the most, uh, the biggest star of the '90s? God, no. Do you when you think of the '90s, do you think of Triple H? Not really, but no, not at all. Not no. I think of terrorizing. But... <laughs> well played. But you know, I can see the argument for him being on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, for me, his DX days were what put him on the map, and I think it was yeah, without a doubt the biggest or one of the bigger parts of the Attitude Era. Sorry to cut you off. No. So yeah, no. I mean that's. I think that's strictly why he's on there. Is you know, he was very influential with the DX. I mean, any anybody who like DX and NWO, you know, like those were huge. Those are big points that you know, turned the business, and can't really go unnoticed. True, true. Next up, we got the man who is the '90s. The excellence of execution. The hitman Hart. Brad Hart, yeah. everybody's fucking favorite. Mm, Lati fucking duh. Yeah, I mean, you can't really... When you think of 90s wrestling, Bret Hart is definitely at the near the top of that list. Yeah, yeah man. Like, WWF-wise. WCW. Not so much. Yeah. No, although he did win the, the world title in WCW. Yeah, but I feel like forgettable. Oh, it's very forgettable. I mean, to be fair, everything in WCW at that time was pretty forgettable. Yeah, that's true. It's a shame they didn't really use him at all for anything good. Oh, yeah, they fucked that up big time. Yeah. Um, like, Bischoff even talked, I mean, kind of talked about that in this podcast that, like, they just didn't view Brett 
as big a star as most people did, apparently. Like that would have been me. I would have been right there with him, going, "Nah, yeah, you're right." It was like he. The thing was like he was. He wasn't the biggest star WWE had at that time. Obviously, well, maybe he was. Maybe at that time, between him and Sean, he was right there. So like him jumping ship, like you probably should treat it as a big deal. Not having him fucking guest referee the next the first pay per view he's there for. Yeah. In a oh. botched fucking match. Oh, God, that's so bad. Like, yeah, yeah. that was just terrible. Dumb. It was just dumb. Yeah. Um, they like, highlight... Oh, yeah. sorry, what were you going to... No, I was going to say, but yeah, he definitely should be on the list. Oh, for High sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they highlighted Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, and Paul Heyman as the owners. Yeah, nothing could... Yeah. No. But it's crazy that they were all working together, right? Not long after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little Lex Express. <laughs> let's. Little, little Lex Luger. The narcissist. I guess if I'm going to say if anybody surprises me about being on this list, it's Lex Luger. Yeah. So, like, I was, I was listing them as they went on, and after... Bret Hart, I was like, okay, so there's five. I'm like, okay, um, obviously Austin, Taker, uh, Sting, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was like, oh, they haven't shown, they haven't, I haven't seen Scott Hall, maybe. But then I was like, who the fuck else? DDP? I don't know. And then, Austin. <laughs> literally Lex Luger, I'm like, huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Very odd. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one surprises me. Um, I mean, I can kind of understand. He was... But, I don't know. I think it was the controversy I mean, of the Nitro deal. Probably. I mean, he, he was a failed experiment in WWF. Oh, big time. A very oh. expensive fail. I mean, how do you not just put the title on him? Yeah, you have him win that match... Via countout, yeah, and like they won, they celebrated like they won like fucking World Series. That was yeah, insane. That's, that's what I was gonna say. You have them by countout, stupid decision, whatever. But then like to throw the parade after in the ring, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. dude. That shit was crazy. <laughs> like that's how far we've come. Like, <laughs> like I was telling you on two hundred five live, uh, Musafa Ali and Hideo Tommy ended up in a double countout, and the crowd booed. Because it was a fucking count out. This they they literally gave Lex Luger the keys to the city after winning by count out. Yeah. <laughs> like by accomplishing nothing. Yeah. Congrats, man. You won. Yeah. Yep. You won nothing. Uh you had mentioned the next guy, the Stinger. Oh yeah. Were you so Yeah. Absolutely. Would you rank him high? <laughs> yeah. He was um, the man of WCW. And I man. would put him maybe just outside top five. Hmm. Just because you had two different stings. You yeah. Know? yeah. I think Crow Sting was what really put him over. Like, Surfer Sting would still be on the list. But I think his 
The fact that he was able to reinvent himself in such a dramatic and spectacular way. And to draw it out for as long as they did to mm-hmm. trash it. <laughs> yeah. There's oh. another Yo, one of the dumb. biggest missed opportunities in the 90s wrestling. It's yeah. A, that that was just a disgusting, ugh, poor sting. I remember watching that, and I'm like, what? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? How, how does Bret Hart have the authority to restart a match, a world title match, and then well, it just calls to the end of the clean. fucking match? <laughs> you know? Like, what the fuck? Like, it was one clean in the middle of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the... So fucking dumb. So stupid. Hogan's stupid fucking ego. Yep. Fuck. Oh, God, I hate that fucking man. Uh, Razor Ramon, the bad guy. Interesting how they have Kevin Nash. That's Kevin Nash, but then the Razor Ramon. Not Scott Hall. They did the same thing in the Hall of Fame, didn't they? Or did they put Diesel in the Hall of Fame? No, they put Kevin Nash. All right, so they put Kevin Nash in the Hall of Fame, and they put Razor Ramon in the Hall of Fame. Probably because well, Razor Ramon was a better character than Scott Hall. They were the same fucking character. I don't I think, think so. I think technically, though, Kevin Nash was Kevin Nash. Some like when he came back for uh, like the CM Punk Triple H shit that never needed to happen ever. And I think even when, well, you know what though, Scott Hall did during the NWO. NWO. So yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, but he didn't have that long of a run, so maybe that's why. Yeah. He didn't last very long. I think it's, you know, when you when you think of the Shawn Michaels, that Intercontinental title ladder match, nobody refers to it as Shawn Michaels versus Scott Hall. Yeah. It's referred to as Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, pre- I prefer yeah. Razor Ramon over Scott Hall. I, I think the Kevin Nash over Diesel. I just think they're the same yeah. fucking guy. Just as Diesel and Kevin Nash are the same fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, Razor that- Ramon is cooler. I feel like maybe there's such a negative connotation with the name Scott Hall, though, because toward the end, Scott Hall was... A big, fat slob in a wheelchair? Yeah, a drunk that, you know, in Fall River, like, peeked his head out of a curtain and looked like absolute fucking shit. Uh, That could be. That could be. Razor Ramon, because that's when he was at his best. That actually makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I never thought of that. That um, they're just more of a fan of, and the, maybe he just didn't put up a stink. I I don't think Kevin Nash wanted to go in as Diesel. I think he was like very adamant on going in as Kevin Nash. Scott Scott Hall may not have given a shit. I yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, and Kevin Nash would have more pull to say I'm not going in as Diesel. You know, where Scott Hall was just like, fuck, you want me on TV? Okay, yeah. I don't uh, give a fuck. Yeah. I'll go up there and hey, hey yo. yo. Yeah, so. Bad times, um, last, but bad guys do. Yeah, fine. I loved that finishing line. Honestly. It was great. It was perfect. I did too. No, it yeah. was phenomenal. It was incredible. Uh, next up, this guy is the reason why. If I ever meet Justin Roberts, the former ring announcer, I'm gonna punch him in the head. Uh, <laughs> the way he pronounces the Undertaker. This yeah. is. Undertaker. No, he doesn't. He goes the under. 
Undertaker. It's so fucking. Just listen to it next time you watch an Undertaker match. It's Justin Roberts. You'll hear it. He breaks it into like an obnoxious amount of syllables and yeah. But either way, it's the Undertaker. I like how he says John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. I have his book. It's not bad. But it's got some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's got some fun backstage type of. And how he came up and got the job and stuff is pretty neat. But. Uh, Yeah, so The Undertaker. Uh, What's your guys' favorite 90s version of The Undertaker? I like Faker. Another like Faker Taker, Brian Lee. 94. From, uh, Taker Taker. Yeah, it's one I'm, of the greatest matches of all time. I'm all about Ministry Taker. Oh, fuck. Ahmed Johnson just popped up on my screen. <laughs> I'm watching the uh, 100 Moments <laughs> in Raw History, and number 96 was Ahmed Johnson and Gold Dust Kiss. Gold Dust? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so The Undertaker. Uh, I like the purple, too. I was a big fan of the purple. That was my um, one. I think I it was, was the... terrified of original Taker because I was so young. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time like Purple Taker rolled in, I was like a little. I was old enough to like not be so terrified of him. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. and Purple yeah. was a little more inviting than Gray. Um, I like. I loved Purple Taker, and then Ministry Taker happened, and I'm like, oh man. I fucking hated Ministry Taker so much. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. It's my least favorite. I didn't, taker. I didn't either. I yeah. I appreciate it a lot more now. But while it was happening, I did not really like it at all. I dug it. Like I dug the cult theme. Maybe I just maybe it comes down to the theme song. That's one of my favorite theme songs of all time. I did like that. Uh, the like more rock version ish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to hear that now. But like at the time, it was kind of cool. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Well, actually, I kind of leads into the next one, but the same with Stone Cold. Like, is uh, was it Disturbed? Disturbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it for the time. Yep. Like, obviously, now I don't want to hear hear it when Stone Cold comes back, ever. But like, it was a cool yeah. like little little break. Well, he's the yeah, last yeah. one on the list. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone Cold. <laughs> Another one you can't really argue. No, and of course they're going to yeah. save him for the end. Um, but nobody gave a shit about Stone Cold Steve Austin until 1997. It's 96. Mm, he won King of the Ring in 97, right? 96. It was 96? Yeah. Triple H won in 97. I want to argue with you, but you're always right. Triple H was supposed to win in 96, and he won in 97. Yeah, it was 96. You looked it up? Yeah. This is why I shouldn't ever doubt Derek. All right, 96 so, was one of my favorite years of wrestling. So Four years of the 90s. Really. And he missed some time in there. But, um, yeah, you can't argue. The impact was astronomical, though. Insane. Oh, unreal. Insane. I mean, it got us the condemned. Fucking great <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah. You know. Um here are some people sure that were uh not on the list. I wonder if you guys thought of any of these. Uh Macho Man, 
Shane, a few. Yeah. Shane Douglas, uh-huh. RVD, yeah. Brian Pillman, Jake Roberts, Roddy Piper. This one I'm surprised by, Kurt Henning, Eddie Guerrero, and DDP. There's one on that one that I was surprised that's not on the list. That would have been on my list. Goldberg. I was surprised that Goldberg wasn't on there, too. What was his, when this was made, what year was this made? 2009? What was his status like with WWE? Not good, um, right? Yeah, know. probably not at all, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, mean, that's that, I didn't even think of Goldberg. Yeah, like, it was a short stint, probably like 97 to, what, I guess, the end of 90, the 90s, but, and it was such a huge impact that, like, you, yeah. You can't not like when you think of East the late '90s. It's like Goldberg is absolutely up there. Hmm. Like to me, he would, I would have him in there over Luker. Oh fuck oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, like, like there isn't many. I honestly, I would take out from that list. Like I think I kind of I'm okay with most of them, but I'm just like of the amount of impact, Goldberg absolutely should be in there. Savage, I had Savage down as a possibility. I'm okay with him not being on it, just because, like I said, his his WCW run was very like secondary to me. But um, um, so what would be your Derek? Before we wrap things up, your top five? Or no, actually, give us top three. Um, I'll give you top five. All right, all right. I have it down. Uh, five, uh, HBK. Uh, um, I felt like his, a lot of his work, not his best work, but I think the fact that his second, uh, stint is what kind of catapulted him up higher on most people, on most people's list. Um, but he's absolutely up there. Uh, four, Taker. Cause he was literally around for the entire decade. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, they're doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, three, Bret Hart. Mr. He is, like, the 90s. Twitty. Mm. Uh, two, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can't really deny that impact. And number one, you're going to hate it, but Hulk Hogan. I'm not surprised. He, I mean... And he, he was literally the top guy for both companies at different eras in different roles as heel and babyface. Yeah, and it to certainly me, wasn't because he was a good wrestler. So. To me, you can't, like... That's why I always say he's number one, just because when you're number... When you're the top guy in two different uh, boom eras in two different companies... One as a baby face and one as a heel. Like, that's unheard of. So. Uh, Jad, if you had to pick your f- favorite 90s championship title and title holder, who would it be? Uh, favorite 90s title, hands down, is the Winged Eagle. I'm way too obsessed with the Winged Eagle. So, WWF World Championship. Oh, it's so uh, sexy. It's so sexy. Oh, my God. I There's been so many times where I've almost pulled the trigger on buying that 
like replica belt and I just haven't and someday I'm just gonna do it but I have one uh, it's not a replica really? it, it's not a replica it's the fake it's like the plastic one uh, no I like it was I a birthday present $450 for this one I'm it was a birthday present it. and I was very happy about it I mean that is pretty solid yeah uh, favorite ho- I mean I, th- I guess it depends who like I consider synonymous with each title so I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with Bret Hart. I loved when Shawn Michaels had it, too. Like, when that whole transition happened, like, the boyhood dream came true. I was... And, I mean, Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler at the time when it happened. But I was so psyched that Shawn Michaels finally won it. But, I, I don't know. I got to It's synonymous with Bret Hart to me, so I got to go with him. All right. What was the question? <laughs> uh, favorite 90s title and title holder? Oh. Uh, Derek. Of that title, you mean? Yeah. I got a oh. different question for you, though, Derek. Okay. Uh, what do you think is the... Sabio Vega. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is, what, what is that? <laughs> um, this one's from Josh. Peas. If you could change one current-ish wrestler, wrestler's finish, who? What would you... All right, if you could change one wrestler's finisher, who would it be? Why would you change it? And what would you change it to? Current wrestler? Yeah, any, any. It says current-ish, but we can go with whoever, whenever, from wherever. Huh. Let's see. Whose finisher do I hate? Uh, oh, fucking Lashley. What is it? A belly to belly? Is that his fucking? What is his finisher? It's like an almost dominator, isn't it? Doesn't he lift him up like it's gonna be the dominator, but then he like just flips him on their stomach after from his shoulder? I don't know, Derek. Are you on mute? Did we lose him? All right, so Bobby Lashley. Jed, you were saying something like the Dominator? Yeah, like he sets him up like it's going to be the Dominator, but then he kind of holds him on his shoulder, and then I feel like just flips him over on his, like, face and stomach. All right. Yeah, Uh, I would literally just have him do the Dominator, because that's what he used to do in his previous run with WWE. Hmm. Um, The only other one, it wouldn't change it, but I would give Finn Balor a submission. That's a good one. I feel like, yeah, I don't even, maybe like a single-leg Boston Crab or something like that. Just oh God, switch it up. Crab. Oh, my God. I don't know. Something. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that isn't taken. I think he'd do a good STF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do a good STF. Does somebody use that? Yeah, Nikki Bella does that. They should give him like that spider thing AJ Lee used to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I, I love that. Mm. Yeah, the Widow's Peak. Is it? Widow's Peak? Yeah. Oh, I loved that. Nice. Actually. That was great. Alrighty. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, if we didn't get to your questions, we will next week. If I don't forget. <laughs> should we um, Should we do our all, all of our individual top 15 and post them on top of the, 15? Of that list? 
top. Yeah, that list. Re- right. So should we, we should we there. take that list and just rank it the way we view it? Yeah. Okay. And just post it on the. Yeah, let's do it. Thing. Let's do it. Post cool it on the on the cool. three jabronis. Was it? We'll post it on the Facebook and yeah. the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. Ah oh, fuck. Yeah, we did right. it again, man. What happened? Fucking brick oven. Brick house Brad. Brick oven Brad. What up? Brick oven. Brick, brick oven. oven Brad. We fucking forgot brick oven Brad again. Oh. <laughs> we know what that Russ was supposed to call him this week, but no. Didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe next week. We it got it got lost in communication because you know. It was so last minute. Yeah. So, um, uh, we'll have David Relig on next week. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. We'll have we'll have them both, Brick Oven Brad and yeah. David Relig. Apologies to Brick Oven again, and to everybody who was hoping to hear from Brick this week. Apologies. We um, we forgot him by accident. That sucks. Um, but um, big things coming up in October. You want you want to get into it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we kind of I think. We, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast previously at all, but I had this idea since Evolution is coming up, the first women's pay-per-view, that every week of October we'll have a different female on as a guest, you know, get their perspective on um, what's happening in wrestling, how the, you know, what's going on, how the, how they feel about Evolution as a pay-per-view and whatnot. So uh, we have a few ladies lined up. Starting next week, yeah. Starting next week, so be on the lookout for that. I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm, I'm sure super pumped. It's gonna be it, but get yeah, some, I'm really excited. Get some estrogen around here. Yeah, some good sisters. Really yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Evolution pay per view in general. So yeah. being able to shoot the shit with some good sisters, it'll be yep. be fun. It'll be a nice build up to the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a monumental pay-per-view and deserves to be treated as yeah. such. So we're going to try and do it right here on the Three Jabronis podcast. Los with some... Trace Jabronesos or whatever it is. Los Jabronis de Tres. <laughs> yes, Los Jabronis de Tres. Uh, and did that fuckhead Meltzer do anything this week? Yeah, he was probably a fucking douche somewhere. Uh... Or he was probably, you know... Spitting out some fake news. That's what he does. Probably something about Austin being a special guest referee or some shit. Yeah, I'm sure that's where it came from. Isn't there a special word for a guy like Dave Meltzer? Yeah, there is. And we'll spit it out for you. Is this how we end every show? And before we go, thanks again to Jad. Going in. Big bad Jad. Thanks for having me, The honor, the honorary Jabron. I, uh, I love the hot tag, so I'm cool with that. Oh, fuck yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. We're going to hot tag the shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded I'm so not gonna tap out. frisky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Jed. Thanks, everybody listening. Don't forget to like and everything. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good shit. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure to follow me. And again, follow Wrestling News Source on Twitter at WN Source. Follow me on Tuesday nights when I SmackDown live tweet and shit. Follow and like everything, all that good shit. 
Um, and yeah, we're gonna like I said, we ended on the same note with Dave Meltzer and everybody who's listening. If you know the words, feel free to sing along with me because Dave Meltzer is a that's part of the episode. Yeah, we got another group tonight. Don't look in front of you, you know we